What what would you say you do here? I have people skills. I am good at dealing with people. Can't you understand that? What the hell is wrong with you people? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, welcome to Cheeky Love Podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Gia. Uh, welcome back to the Cheeky Familia. I know you missed us. We missed you. For historical context, it is Sunday, November 14th, 2021. Yes, it is. I've definitely said the year wrong in the past. Probably. Just like re-listening to our podcast. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yes. All right, what's up? Um, it's rainy as hell outside. Uh, there's probably going to be some flooding and whatnot. And you know what was really funny is because of a series of unfortunate events. Last night I was driving with Drew, and um, that we were we were on a road where like there was a low point, and so there was kind of like just like six inches of water, and um, that reminded me like. It, it like and it me and Drew like both immediately went back to this like funny memory mm. back when like we were like in our twenties and it was a super rainy day in Vancouver and there was kind of a weird traffic jam slowdown because the road that we were all on was like flooded mm. and like there was like more than a foot of water, mm-hmm. you know, and and so everyone everyone was kind of like turning and doing crazy weird maneuvers or even like, you know, like driving onto, you know, the boulevard or whatever, just yeah. to not be like going through this like small pond. Yeah. And um and me and and like, you know, I was just like, fuck this. And I just, you know, I think I it was my Honda Civic okay. back then. And like I just I just beeline it to go through yeah. being like a young dipshit. Yeah. You know, Drew's in the Drew's riding shotgun. And we get into the water, and I'm just like, oh, this was a mistake. Yeah. Like if I open the door right now, water's coming into my car. Yeah. And uh and like the car was going slowly, and I was yeah. hearing like just like bubbles and shit. Like uh. and, and and Drew was like don't stop accelerating because water's going to come in your tailpipe. Like yeah. your engine's going to flood or some shit because yeah. the exhaust pipe was underwater. I yeah. was like, what have I done? Yeah. And so we eventually, we made it through, we got out, but something, something was up with the car and like, wasn't quite working all the way. Mm-hmm. And I had to take it to a shop and they were like, yeah, you like shorted out like some of your spark plugs, like with this water bullshit, yeah. like you're an idiot. Yeah. Um, but like, but now anytime we're going through like a deep, deep puddle, like we both just think about that. Mm. Yeah. Nice memory. Yeah. Um, speaking of car trouble and you know, this is actually incredibly strange. So three weeks ago was your car issue. 31st. 31st. So the 31st, oh, two weeks ago. So exactly two weeks ago. You you had a little car accident. Mm-hmm. Um, the episode was hashtag pray for Miss Cleo. Pray for Cleo. Mm-hmm. Uh, our prayers were answered. Cleo will be resurrected. <laughs> um, but in that week, it a car accident, your car accident, was preceded mm-hmm. by a sink leak. It was a it was that week was bathroom sink leak. Mm-hmm. Georgina slash Cleo. 
car trouble accident. No, no. it was my car and then the sink. Either way, fine. Yeah. Um, this week was kitchen sink leak mark car accident. What a great mom. Yeah. So, you know, this is like, this is a weird combination. It's almost like next time we have a leak, we can't drive. No, we can't, we can't leave the house. Yeah. You know, it's a strange omen. It's a weird combination of unfortunate circumstances. Yeah. Um, so I got in a car accident. We both got in car accidents, uh, both fine. Thank God. Yada, yada. Uh, within two weeks of each other. Mm -hmm. So this household has no cars. Um, they're both banged up. And like my car doesn't have like a fun name like Cleo. It was just the Corolla. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I got student on an accident. Uh, what does that mean? It's a student driver car. How so? When you see like student drivers, like a lot of the driving school cars, like there's Toyota Corollas. Right. Or they're actually newer Toyota Corolla. Newer than my car. Yeah, like a some of them are newer, yeah. yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. No one would be caught dead driving in 05. No, no, I mean, you know, it's whatever you're comfortable with, you know? Right. Like, I feel like if I were to drive another car now, it'd be weird because I'm used to my car. So True. You know, and I, I miss my car, but I'm just like, you know, like, part of me, because she already had damage before, I'm just like, okay, the fact that everything's going to be fixed like new, I don't know if I can handle this. Like, not everything. Well, no, not everything. There's some parts in the back of the, um, the back uh, passenger uh, door, but like just the front part, especially because also to like. It sounds really weird, but I was really self-conscious about the front because I was right. always just like, oh, mm -hmm. <laughs> Cleo's got a scar on her yeah, cheek. Yeah, it is just like, you know, like I'm like, oh, the judgment. Oh, <laughs> God. But now I'm paying for regardless anyways. Yeah. <laughs> or so, off in a way. But so, I mean, with my accident, someone, you know, the other person who I hit was driving literally the wrong way. Uh, uh, like in a lane so they were driving like into oncoming traffic essentially but like there wasn't oncoming traffic that was like imminently hitting them uh, but then I was trying to make a turn and I didn't count on someone coming up behind me driving against traffic so I'm hoping that it's like I have the least fault possible because I don't want my rates to go up but also yeah, like I am, my car is like my security blanket, you know, like yeah. I, I've said that before. And like, I, you know, I like, I will, I will just choose to like not drink more than two drinks going out so I can just have my car and be able to drive and kind of have that freedom, that mobility. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, so it was, and, and you know, actually... I gotta, I gotta give like a special shout out to Drew because, you know, yesterday, well, okay. So, I mean, like I, I, I got in the car accident and my car was like officially not drivable, but I figured that out making my way, um, to somewhere just to like park my car. So it wasn't in the middle of the road. Like I got like five blocks and I was like, oh no, this car isn't like safe to drive at all. But like I parked it. So it wasn't on a, on a side street. So it wasn't interrupting traffic or like fucking mm -hmm. with anybody. And then you didn't have your car. Um, and I was a little, I was not in Vancouver. I was in like a further suburb, um, you know, and like, man, there was fucking traffic. So I was basically like an hour drive from home. And, um, and I just thought like, what, like, what do I do? How am I going to get home? And I was just like, just call Drew. You know, mm -hmm. and like, just cause like, he was almost like, and like, he's kind of who I turned to in a crisis, oh, like, 
I guess no matter what, because it uh. used to be we'd get an epic fight. I called Drew and like, and he'd kind of talk me off the ledge. But yeah. I, I guess it's just like, he's like, he's my crisis call. Yeah, he's your emergency yeah. contact. Yeah, he is kind of. I mean, well, I, well, he had a car. I would have obviously, I mean, well, no, I called you before him. Yeah. But you didn't have a car. You, you know, you weren't going to be able to kind of yeah. help me out. I kind of sucked when that dawned on, yeah. No doubt. Um, And, uh, and it just so happened, like, because Drew and Beth live like five minutes from us, but he just happened to be like 10 minutes away, mm-hmm. um, which was like a miracle uh, because he was basically having like Sunday dinner, like with Beth's, fr- Beth, Drew and Beth, friend of the podcast. Uh, with her sister and their family who happened to just be close by. Like we were nowhere really that close to Vancouver or our neighborhoods at all. Yeah. It was just coincidence, miracle. And so, I mean, thank goodness I called Drew. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, and then, so I, I, I had it. And like, but the shitty thing is we were going to have friends of the podcast, Sarah and Pesh over last night, mm-hmm. as well as future friends of the podcast, yeah. Emily and Joe. Yeah. It was going to be a little like couples, little Good dinner guy. party. You know, we figured out we were going to make chili cheese dogs. It was going to be, like, kind of epic, honestly. honestly and I was really excited. It was going I was like, to okay, be. Like, I'm like, okay, we're going to do, like, a game night with kind of just, like, chill food. And, like, I know I know Sarah was going to bring a baked good. So I was like, all right, we're mm-hmm. going to be all right. But I was like, okay, like, we'll make chili cheese dogs. So the other day we made chili, and I was like, I don't think I've ever had a chili cheese dog. And then I called yeah. Sarah, and I was like, have you ever had a chili cheese dog? And she's like, I don't think so. I'm like, perfect, okay? Like, as long as everyone's cool, we're just going to make chili cheese dogs. And like I even thought like about the spread and everything, and it was, was gonna like, be good. And then like coleslaw on the side with like just like yeah. just regular just like salted chips, and I was like, okay, like that's kind of like. And you know what? That's like know? a cool little thing that doesn't even cost you that much. No, and, and I, think, I mean we I had mean, made a giant thing of chili. Yeah, and like we like I mean I, for the day because I was already running out and I wanted to get something for the bathroom and stuff. Um, but. I was like, okay, let me go to Whole Foods and get fucking hot dogs. And I was like, so why is everyone so out of hot dogs? Is this camping season? Like, what the fuck is going on? Because, like, they had no beef hot dogs, no organic hot dogs. And I want to get organic hot dogs because I am now a meat snob and I would prefer to eat organic meat. For the record, um, I, I'm a kosher hot dog guy, clearly, obviously. But then also kosher hot dogs are known for being higher quality. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, although they might not be officially organic, yeah. they're still the good hot dog. Yeah. So I just went to the butcher guy at Whole Foods and I was like, listen, I'm like, I want to make chili cheese dogs. I'm like, ooh, okay. And yeah. he's like, oh, good call. And I could see in his face, he was like, mm, That's a good, good idea. He's like, they're going to yeah. be good. I know they're going to be good. Because he also could, like, I think he would also see that I also had, like, um, the jar of the jalapeno, jalapeno peppers yes. and stuff. And I was like, okay, like, you have your size, your, you know, your jalapeno peppers, your, you know, banana peppers, your pickles, your onion. Then you have cheese your to cheese, sprinkle you on. have your chili cheese, yeah. you grab a spoon, you put your, you know, how much chili you want. Get a little melty. Yeah, get a little melty. And I was like, okay, that'll be really good. And then when you had your accident, I was like, okay, well, you're probably, I don't know what kind of mood you're going to be in. So For the record, I wanted to keep it going. Because honestly, I think the thing that would have really turned my mood around was like a drink and a chili dog. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, that's like a prescription. I know. I feel bad now. Like, I feel like in I hindsight, know. I feel like, like in hindsight, like, I And I, I told you, I was like, don't cancel. You asked me. You asked me. I know. And I still canceled because I, in my mind, I just panicked because I was like, oh, like, I don't know if I even responded the right way. Like, he just got to an accident. He's out in the rain and this is bullshit. Well, no. And I mean, you know, you you know what? It's my fault because like I called you after the accident and like, I'd like kind of talked about what happened. And then you were like, 
oh yeah and you know like i got this and i got that and like yeah this is gonna be yummy and i was just like i got bigger fucking fish to fry right now i just yeah. fucking like got like you know no, and i but i should have been like yeah but that's fine and you know what it's uh, you know what it's fine because we're gonna have i mean just us two we'll do the proto we'll do the prototype of yeah, the chili cheese this is today. Like beta test. and then if it's bomb as fuck we'll be like listen you know we'll be the chili cheese once dog. a year we'll be the game night chili cheese dog people where it's like yo you bring a game we have some drinks we make chili cheese like dogs, i'd like, already in my mind i'd already created like a name for like this group of six people and it was going to be the chili cheese dogs the chili cheese or dogs. the chili dogs or the cheese dogs i mean or the chili cheese like we were gonna have to workshop and then t-shirts 100 i was expecting sarah to get very drunk and then just want me to put a brioche bun with cheese in the toaster or in the yeah, air fryer it's drunk just, food yeah honestly this no 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 this girl loves cheese like i've never seen i like cheese but like we've got nachos and she'll just she'll just grab all the ones with just like the thickest oh, amount of cheese like she's like i just want whoa, the cheese that is okay that's a full-on sos yeah i she, mean no no no, no. that's this yeah that's my dog. That's my dog. No, but you can't take the cheesy chip. <laughs> no, no, she always did. That was the shit. No. Oh, no, no, no. I'll never forget. We were actually, I don't know, we were at this bar in Granville like years ago because they always just meet up and go for like cheap food, cheap drinks. So it's like whatever. And they brought us the nachos. And the thing is, like, they did a, this was one thing. They did a good span of nachos because they did one layer and then you, another, you have to layer. And they layered it with the jalapenos as well. Of so course. It was like, you're getting a bit of like everything. And then when you got closer to the top, that's when you got more of the tomato, onion, both, yeah. you know, more of the like, kind of right. like, like fresher Fixings, things, right? Dressing. And then they also had, like this nice big cup of like avocado, guac, like, yes, yeah, so a guac, sour cream, and then like a hot sauce. Mm-hmm. And like, so the pan was facing me and it was facing her as well. And then on my side, I could see a red because it just one came from the oven. Around the pan, it was just like a seeping wall of okay. cheese. And you better believe, she- you better believe. She's looking at me and she's just going, 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 picking, picking, picking. I'm like, oh my God, this is so good, whatever. And I just grabbed my finger and I'm like, oh. And I just grabbed the chunk. You just grabbed like a wall. And I'm just like, I just grabbed the wall. And she's like, no, no. Yep. And I just like, I ate it and then took a shot. Of my drink and it was so fucking good but mad i'd never seen blue eyes look wealthy for cheese she was not happy she's like what <laughs> like yes for once i got all the cheese but it was gonna be a good time but it'll be you know what we'll do something next time it's okay like mm. it sucks because you know we we're gonna get to meet joe yeah hydro joe yeah uh, hydro joe <laughs> that's Okay. Sarah has a nickname for everybody. What is mine? I don't know, actually. I don't think you have a nickname. Interesting. Yeah, no, no, but no, no. Hydro just has a ring. I mean, I guess, like, <laughs> I might not have a nickname because, like, it's almost, you almost developed the nickname for someone that you don't meet, and there's, like, the mythology around them. Well, yeah, because I think he works for BC Hydro. Yeah, so. and so she probably just Hydro, met me, yeah. like, early enough. Yeah. Or did she just call me, like, Flirty Patient from, from Geo's dentist office? No. Okay. No. Any hoodles. Like, technically, we're still in my check-in. Um, so, yeah, that was, like, yeah, that was a day. Yeah. Yesterday was a day. I'm choked. I'm so, I mean, like, I mean, I'm feeling better, but it's just, it's such a huge inconvenience. It's This is just going to cost me time and money, and those are the two things I value the most after love, which is the most important thing, and health. Love, health, time, and money, four most important things. Uh, words to live your life by. Um, but also I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm feeling guilty, but I'm also at least glad that I'm remembering something I wanted to bring up. So we had Thursday off uh-huh. November 11th. That was remembrance day. Yeah. The, it's kind of like the it's Canadian veterans day yeah. basically. 
Um, and uh, also formally known as, or also known as maybe in the UK, Armistice Day. Okay. So that marks basically the, I think it's just the end of the First World War, not yeah. the Second World War. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like, obviously any any like business or celebrity you know in canada or like giving a shit about canada you know had their whatever post whatever blurb oh you know lest we forget honor veterans you know yeah. yada 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 sacrifice patriotism you know we care etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. and um i did like i mean remembrance day you know you're meant to take take a pause Mm -hmm. you know and consider um what the day is about Mm -hmm. and um you know yeah like some people might just be like hey day off like fuck it and do whatever you want Mm -hmm. and you know what like yeah fine no judgment whatever i think it just depends on like how i mean any issue any topic matters to you like based on how kind of close to home it is Mm -hmm. like how close to home it hits right And so, I mean, and in my mind, I sort of, I kind of thought about that a little bit. And, um, and the thing is, is like, you know, my, me and my siblings were like the first generation of Canadians, like Mm -hmm. all my, the rest of my family and relatives Mm -hmm. um, are American. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, and then before that European, fair enough. Mm -hmm. Um, And, but, and it's like, if you have American relatives, like you have people that have like been in the military. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, well, I Canadian mean, too, I guess. Yeah. It's a little bit, I mean, the U S is more, is a little bit more, I want to say patriotic and militaristic mm-hmm. um, for better, or for worse. Uh, but you know, my uncle was in the Navy uh, and, and I mean, my grandpa fought in world war two. My uncle fought in the Korean war. Also, I never met him. He passed away. I mean, not in the war though. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I remember, you know, when I was a kid, you know, how, like, when you're a kid, you just, like, rummage through, like, unknown, mm-hmm. like, boxes or drawers or little, like, things in the attic, you know, when you're just kind of curious and the internet didn't exist yet um, to distract you. And I found, you know, what I, whatever trinket box that belonged to my dad. And it was, like, a Nazi Iron Cross. Mm-hmm. Um, with like a little swastika on it like it was from world war ii um and i was like whoa holy shit like look at this dad and he was like oh yeah like you know when i was a kid everyone kind of around our age had some uncle who would like bring them back like a little souvenir from war but like that like quote unquote souvenir is like a thing taken off of like a A dead dead nazi Nazi, like a dead japanese guy you know uh and they didn't use those words they used yeah i mean like kraut and kraut. yeah i mean you'd maybe say dead kraut like nazi german and again you know much love to germany and germany as a side note germany probably does the best job for actually acknowledging like oh, horrific I historical they, they're stuff like, listen we fucked up yeah and that you know we fucked yeah, up like they're just yeah. they're very like listen i think every day is remembrance day like, like for them oh god but i mean um, no they they do that well okay and actually this is like a weird digression but um i was actually listening to a podcast um where they were interviewing an economist who actually studied because like history and society creates these accidental experiments, right? Mm -hmm. The pandemic is the accidental experiment of like what happens when um, car usage 
drops 50 whatever percent mm-hmm. because people aren't going to work. And I mean, any, I mean, the pandemic has created uh, like a slew of kind of accidental, you know, society experiments. But in Nazi Germany, right, um, Jews were like basically fired, especially Jews with like good jobs. Like, you know, they were, they were in the banking system. They were, they were management, you know, they were productive parts of society with really good jobs and in the span of a handful of years, until it eventually officially did become illegal to employ a Jew uh, in Germany, they were taken out of the workforce. And so this guy actually looked at like, okay, what happens? What happened? And every company where, you know, they did fire the Jews and replace them with someone else, you know, their the value did go down, mm-hmm. um, which is just interesting. Um, and a pretty good case against discrimination. Um but jumping back to like Remembrance Day, um, you know, considering the people who served my family, but then also how, you know, I mean, I guess, you know, the war we think about the most is just like World War II for whatever reason. I mean, there have mm-hmm. been other wars, mm-hmm. but like, I mean, like, the, you know, what, the, the best movies and shows are about World War II. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some great Vietnam films, really great ones. World War One, not quite. Uh, Iraq and Iran and Afghanistan. Yeah, some pretty good ones. But like World War Two, like... There were so many great World War II movies and series, almost in like the golden age of like film and TV production. Mm-hmm. You can make that argument. So I don't even remember what World War One was about. Um, well, it was it was Germany again the first time. Oh. Um, but anyway, okay. um, thinking of World War Two, you know, both my parents being from New York, you know, my mom's side of the family being you know Sicilian Italian, and then my dad's side of the family being you know, European Jews kind of going back to like Lithuania and kind of Poland and around there, kind of like Eastern Europe-ish. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, I don't think I could get away from having like a distant relative who like was in a concentration camp. Like that's oh, probably, probably like if, if you're uh, in... Uh, see, there's Ashkenazi Jews and Sephardic Jews. Mm-hmm. One of them is like the Israeli, and then the other one is like the pale European kind. Yeah. I'm the pale European kind. Yeah. Um, and so, like, if that is in your right. heritage, yeah. you kind of definitely had someone there. Yeah. And and then it's just like, wow, like both sides of my family were both kind of fighting against that. Yeah. I mean, although that being said. Um, technically, if you're half Italian, that's weird, right? Because during World War II, if you were like an Italian American, you'd be like, wait a minute, are my Italian relatives like, like, you know, under Mussolini's fascist direction? Yes. Um, so yeah, that's just like weird to consider. Like if I could go back and kind of Mm -hmm. dig up, like, you know, my family's, you know, history during these wars, how interesting would that be, you know? And, and also like, how much has that shaped my life? Like actually crazy. And then even just being Canadian, right? You know, Canadians have fought in wars. Mm -hmm. Um, I, we were talking about it and I probably not Vietnam. Uh Um, but so like, we, I don't know, like, like I started, I was thinking about, I was like, wait a minute is like, kind of like I don't know it's just almost I can't even comprehend how um 
how much war has just played a role like in the lives of like my relatives and just like i don't know me being here yeah you know it's fucking i don't even like i literally can't comprehend it like i don't Mm -hmm. even i mean how many different chances were there for one of my relatives to just die and then one of my parents doesn't get born and then i don't exist yeah or how many chances were there for you know fascism to win and we are and our entire country does not look like how it looks yeah you know and then and and then maybe we wouldn't be allowed to fucking be engaged or live together you know i don't know it's it's kind of just boggles the mind you know yeah fuck so i think that's good for my check-in okay no that's good i mean that's it's a lot to think about historically when you think about heritage and lineage and people that came before you it can be a bit overwhelming i think because it's also understanding that somebody before you was fighting for you that didn't even know you yet yeah absolutely somebody somebody before you had dreams for you that you've gone and surpassed and you don't know them or you don't even they don't even know you and you don't even you know history even just in family history and finding out about family i think that that's why a lot of people even myself, it's kind of hard to think like, I want to learn more, but it's like, you get what you ask for sometimes. Sometimes mm. it's you end up learning a story or cover, you know, uncovering things where it's just like, oh, yeah. Me. Like, you know, there's stories of people who are like, you know, the woman, oh my God, I can't remember her name, but she's an author. She wrote a book, but she found out that her godfather or her, yeah, her grandpa, biological grandpa was that really mean what's his fuck in, um, Oh my God! What's that movie? Come on! The Devil Next Door. No, Schindler, Schindler's List. Okay. He was he was Ralph Fiennes' character. What is his name? Oh Goebbels. Ger- yeah, or something like Herman Goering. What are like, the, the the head like army a, a, guy? A bad man. Like the the, the worst, yeah. like the awful one. Yeah, Himmler. Yeah, hi, yeah. Well, hi, no, no, Himmler. I think okay, you know what? We're not historians. What? We're not historians. But anyways, I read her book years ago. But she was just doing research, and she found out that that's her grandpa. And she's like. How the fuck am I even here? Like, if he like met me, he would kill me on the spot. Like, he wouldn't. Right. Like, I'm black. Like, how the fuck is this possible? Mm. And it was an interesting story, and that's where it kind of made me think. Like, you kind of like care for what you wish for, because next thing you know, it's like you're poking around, and that's how people find out. Like, oh, like historically, like we own slaves, or like oh, historically, like we started you know people who are from different continents or places are like oh we started like um you know child camps and shit yeah. or we were the beginning or i find out lineage wise you're the beginning of you know fucking whatever, some atrocity child, some atrocity yeah, or course. something right yeah. or you know you know well i mean whatever and, and see the thing but you know what another another interesting thing that i think people are getting more conscious about and talking about is like Brutality was the default up until, I don't know, like less than a hundred years ago, right? Like I mean, it's a different you know, type of brutality now. That's a a true, absolutely. And and there are, and there's just, you know, there's they've, you know, the brutality is filtered through the decades and changed, but it is, it is still there, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I mean that and that's a whole other argument and conversation, but uh I mean, you got to know, but I think also, also too, like, no matter what, like, people say, like, you got to know where you came from to know, you know, whatever. And right, and there are still better, Nazis. And there are still people making terrible decisions. There are still people who feel lost. And I think maybe people who feel lost when 
they start to kind of learn about his circle, like where their family's from and where they really are from. They might find something that they connect with and really like kind of latch onto and kind of ground themselves in. So they feel like they're part of something. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's interesting with, you know, finding out about, you know, your family and Sicilian and, you know, Poland, Ashkenazi, probably Ashkenazi or whatever. Yeah, I think Ashkenazi whatever. Jew is like yeah. the like American European, like the, yeah, oh, the like Jew. pale, like neurotic. The Euro Jew, not the yeah Euro Jew. Euro Jew, not the yeah. not the Middle Eastern Jew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, different flavors, but um, you know, it's uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's gonna, but also too, like that's something that's also too, like I think people. And even myself, I think about it all the time. I'm like, I'm not mentally really prepared to like go digging because I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna find. And I might find something or read something or figure out, piece some shit together and be like, oh, I have a book of secrets now. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> my family is a gold mine for any publishing house. And please come here with well, all your offerings. But isn't like... that like, isn't that almost? Couldn't that be true for a lot of people? Totally, but it you depends know, on I what mean, you find. Yeah, but, but you know, but that's kind of the thing, right? Is like any, you know, any, you know, it's, so we're not, I mean, you, you more, so you more so than me are like, you know, the child of an immigrant, right? Mm-hmm. Your mom came from Jamaica to here, mm-hmm. you know, great decision, um, you know, especially for me. Um, and then, I mean, my parents are American immigrants. They came from America to Canada. Mm-hmm. And then before that, their parents, like, where their grandparents came from Europe, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we all have that immigrant story in a way that, like, if there was just records, like, yeah, it would be a fucking book. It would be a movie. Like, it would be interesting. Yeah. Well, don't go digging for me unless I ask you to. Thank you. On that note, we'll be right back. All right. I mean, we didn't like really officially do your check-in. No, not really. We kind of, we kind of, I checked in and then we meandered. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. And then I made myself a snack, you know, yes. a little, little fake out chicken sandwich. Indeed. Very good. I'm not going to tell anybody about it, but if you know, you know. Um, so. Check-in. Um, midweek stat was good. It was nice to have a break during the middle of the week on Thursday. It kind of made Friday just really feel like super easy. Yeah. Um, it was like a throwaway day. It was a little bit of a throwaway day, but it was nice because it was just a little bit of a quieter day because most people, if you normally don't work on Fridays and it's an extra long weekend for you, some people might have went away, things like that. Um, excuse me. Excuse me. Um, I now live in the house of New Balance. Um I think I've converted now. Um, I've tried with Nikes for a very long time because I always just really, really wanted to just love Nikes. But every time I buy them, they just end up just one, two wears and there's a stain. There's this, there's that. New Balance, I don't know. Maybe it's a material thing, but I've been very happy with them. They're very comfortable. So I think I have um, Joey on the other side. That's weird because like New Balance are dad shoes. I know. And I feel but like they're, they've, evolved, they've evolved past just straight up dad they've shoes. They've evolved past dad shoes. Some of their shit is still real dad shoes. Oh, totally. It's just like a white runner. Yeah. But some of them it's just like, okay, like that's kind of funky and like nice and whatever. So, you know, I'm converted slowly. Um, this yesterday was slow. Saturday was slow. Sans car because um, it yeah. was just a slower day. So that was kind of nice. Um, it kind of just brought me back to realizing, like, especially yesterday after I was getting ready, you know, getting the apartment cleaned up and whatnot. 
before our canceled plans. Before our canceled plans, um, it kind of just made me think like, damn, like shit takes so much longer when you don't have a car because even carrying stuff. Like, oh, yeah. I was walking around with two bags and I'm like, this shit's not heavy, heavy, but like I can't carry one more bag. Like mm. this is actually like really annoying. And especially it started pouring and I was out in the rain, no umbrella, just like getting shit done. I was like, you know. It was a slow Saturday, I think. And I think especially because we had to cancel plans and then, you know, you were with Drew for a little bit. It was just a, you know, just chilling Saturday for me mm-hmm. at home watching movies. And yeah. I love watching movies at home. That's like one of my all time favorite things to do. Yeah. I just like to kind of just like, it sounds bad, but it doesn't bad, but it sounds weird. But I like to fall in and out of consciousness, just mm-hmm. kind of like watching a familiar movie that maybe I haven't seen in a while, kind of pottering in now. Like the voices are still there. You're still mm-hmm. kind of, you know, but you're just kind of relaxed. So, yeah, that was really nice. Um, I am supposed to be getting a uh, rental car Monday or Tuesday. But to be honest, I don't know if I'm even going to bother just because I have my C-Bus pass and everything. And I'm so close to, you know, the C-Bus. So I might just stick along if I only am going. If, I'm, if my car is going to be ready in two weeks, I'll just stick it out. Whatever. Mm. If they're like, oh, no, no, it's going to be three to four. I'll be like, okay, give me the rental car. Um, but we'll see. The tables might be turning where, like, you have a car and I don't for a little bit. Oh, well. I, I mean, mean, except I'm going to be renting one. So. Yeah, exactly. You'll have your rental car before I'll have mine yeah. anyway. So I mean, I won't be renting forever. Yeah, but. Oh, yeah. man. It would be so nice to have, like, a legit nice car. Like, a newer, like, Toyota or Honda where you're like, oh, this is actually going to go for another 10 years. Oh, no, yeah. And that's why, like, in my mind. Like, but, like, you have to, you'd have to spend 40 grand. Not necessarily. Definitely. Maybe 25 to 30. Fuck that. Oh, for used. Used cars? Well, no, I mean, used cars and new cars are both expensive. Yeah, but new car, at least, like, if the new and the used are off by a couple grand, like... Well, they won't be. Never know. Depends on the seller. Depends on the dealership. Depends where you go. Anyways, but, um, yeah, I mean, like, that's kind of how I thought about my car. I was like, you know, as much as, like... I've had my ups and downs with my car. I'm like, you know, I with when I got it, I got her with the intention of being like, I'm going to ride this car until like my kids are in the car. Like, like I like, you know, like I'm pretty happy about like how you can pull the seats down, all that kind of stowaway shit. How long ago did you buy it? I bought it in, it's a 2015 and I bought it in 2015. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Year end sale. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I've had it for a while. It's been in good condition. I haven't gone on any crazy long road trips on it yet either or had it like, you know, fucking, you know, all of a sudden start smoking up out of nowhere or anything. Like, I think it's it, honestly like the mileage on it is actually kind of surprising because I don't think it's even at 75 yet. For real? Yeah. my car, I think it's at 73 or something like that. Okay. But um, yeah, and I've had it for like, what, six years? That's... Well, five. That sounds impossible. Well, no, because I bought it at the end of 2015. So 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, six years. Mm. Oh, well, whatever. But either way, it's just kind of like, all right, well, I've had her for a while on and off. And I think that's the thing that's kind of made transiting in this way of not having a car a little bit more comfortable for me is because I've I've gone bouts with and without my car. So it's kind of like. I haven't really just been like, okay, I've been driving for the last six years. I've only ever, only ever had my car. Like, so when the time comes for me to not have yeah. a car, at least like I'm not shell shocked by it because I've been on transit before. I think I've just had a car uh, for the last 16 years oh. and never, I mean, they've never been too fancy or new by any stretch. 
Uh, but yeah, I'm definitely addicted to my car. I'm not a car guy though. I don't know. Oh, muscle car. Like, I'm going to get a pickup truck. It's just utilitarian. Mm. It's usually just a four door used car. That's not going to be worth more than like nine grand. Yeah. I mean, like, honestly, like, do I look back at my car and think like, should I have bought? Of course not. But also too, like, because I haven't had any issues with it, major issues with it in how many years. I'm like, I kind of feel like maybe I didn't make the right call by buying it new because it's just like, you know, oh, if you can if, afford it, it's great. And it's just the even like the maintenance and I, the only thing, the big thing I've ever had to do on it is replace the brakes. Like I've never had to do any and the battery. I had to replace the battery, but the battery wasn't that crazy. Yeah, and I did both of those things and put thirteen hundred dollars into my car like two weeks ago. Yeah, and, and your car's a hell. Of, your car's like a decade older than mine. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, you know what? Let's get off the car thing. I know. I'm sorry. Anyways. Um, yeah, but that was nice. Like, it was kind of just nice. To, it was really rainy last night, so I didn't really get to putter and do my, like, walkabout like I normally like to do in kind of the afternoon, evening for, like, an hour. So I only had to do it for, like, half an hour because it was pretty rainy. It was really, like, soak through shit rainy. Like, it wasn't good <laughs> walking rain. So that kind of was shit, but that's okay. You know, it was kind of a nice chill weekend. I, it's unfortunate I didn't get to, we didn't get to meet up with everybody and do our plans, but... You know, I feel like looking through for the next week, a couple weekends, probably for the next three months. We're uh, fu- we're so we're and so there's like, gonna be something yeah, every weekend because absolutely. there's different. There's so many different couples and groups of friends and babies this and babies that. And you know, there's babies be, birthdays. There's gonna be oh, we gotta go make move appointments to go look at viewings. You know, yeah. there's gonna be lots going on. Oh my god, yes, we may we are like we might be officially on the house hunt in the next month or so. Yeah, and I mean, you know, there'd be it's there's gonna be a lot of challenges with looking for a home, and I think looking with it, looking for a home with another person as well is gonna be having its challenges because not just yeah. us too, it yeah. is my mom as well. So, you know, I think that you know, kind of having the understanding of what we all kind of would like to have and trying to find that would be ideal and i think we all do have that idea but it's just also seeing what's out there and seeing what would work in terms of boundaries as well because i you know if it's going to be an open concept house that's a little bit like no no i mean yeah no we i mean we we need we need separate kitchens you know we like you know the mother-in-law suite as they call it Mm um but yeah like even just looking at going for showings again and looking at real estate because it is very interesting and just seeing even just the different parts of going farther out like okay if you're going to be living in delta surrey or in langley or wherever the hell you end up how far is that from your daily life of what you're used to? And can you kind of almost, how much of that adjustment can you, can you make almost slowly before you make the move where it's kind of like, you're not like so attached to having so many things so close to you or convenient where it's mm. like, you kind of are like, okay, well, I like to go to this store for these, like you like to go to Donald's market for groceries. Okay. Well, instead of going to choices, I'm going to drive to Donald's market to go get groceries instead of, whatever, because you like it. And then kind of understanding that like that is sometimes, obviously you don't want to be in an that's, area yeah. that's like desert where it's like yeah. absolutely nothing around you, but you also like will have to kind of pick and choose like your battles. It's, yeah. When it comes to the budget, you got to kind of, yeah. Yeah. Can be some trade-offs. Yeah. So, you know, there's going to be a lot going on the next couple of months. I foresee probably all my weekends are probably going to be busy. I kind of always do like to shut my Sundays off to like be like, no, I don't do Sundays. Like if you want to do Sunday brunch and you let me know ahead of time, <clears throat> maybe I'll let that slide, but I'm not doing anything on the Saturday. Oh, uh, yeah. But then, I mean, with me working a lot of Saturdays, we'll Shit's almost, gonna get pushed to Sundays. Yeah, we're almost going to have to. I mean, I'm, I will hate my life if I'm working Saturdays and going to viewings on Sundays. Um, that's probably what it might be so yeah you know, just so you know. oh god 
You know, you need to go back to buying lotto tickets. Um, I told you. It's a waste of money. Just kidding. Um, please continue. That's all I got. Okay. You got that and a mouthful of chicken sandwich. Okay, darling. Um, do you have an SOS? Yeah, it says rain etiquette. Um, I was... Interesting. Yeah, so I was downtown yesterday um, doing my usual, my usual hot girl shit of walking around and contemplating buying things that I kind of don't need, that I kind of like, but I don't really love, but is a maybe. You know, a lot of maybes in the world. Yeah, no, I like to window shop. Like, And it's not even like online. First of all, okay, let me just clarify this lap here. I'm a shopper at heart. This is from a genetic point of view. My mother was a shopper and her mother mother was a shopper. So we all like to just shop, buy things, whatever. Who doesn't like to come home Saturday afternoon and have something nice, you know? I don't know, whatever. Bad mentality when you're trying to save money and do other things. Mm. But for me, I don't go out. We were actually, I was actually going for an appointment and then I was going to go pick up things for dinner. So I was like, you know what? I have the day free. I don't really go into downtown, deep downtown, because I fucking can't stand parking down there, which reminds me there is a parking ticket in my car they are working on right now. So that sucks, but deal with that tomorrow. Oh, fuck. I just remembered <laughs> my parking ticket. Yeah, these cars are not fun. Fuck. Anyways. Where is my parking ticket? I need, I need to fucking pay it. Shit. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, sorry. But... I was downtown, I was walking around, and it was rainy, so I was like, you know, I just want to go to H&M, and then actually, which is crazy, so for the viewer, for the listener here, they turned Topshop downtown Hudson's Bay into Forever 21, partially, Mm -hmm. so it's like the downstairs basement of Hudson's Bay that used to be Topshop is now Forever 21, which is so weird, because it's like, why does everything smell like fake plastic in here? It's weird. But that's some, like... New store smell. No, that's some, like, fucking, like... What's that shit? Like... Off-gassing? No, that's some just, like, garbage clothes made by, like, children in, like, some country where they don't let them sleep or eat or give them, like, a dime. Mm-hmm. Um, fast fashion bullshit. So I was walking around, and I went into H&M, and as I'm going into H&M, I'm looking around, doing whatever, and this woman is, like, flapping her umbrella in the store... But it's getting all over the fucking clothes. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And I was like, is this bitch crazy? Like, first of all, when you enter Pacific Center, there is actually a little tiny standing thing yeah. that has two different types of bag sizes, one for small umbrellas and one for larger umbrellas yeah. for you to put your umbrella in so you don't have to get everything fucking wet. That's crazy. So I'm in H&M. And the thing is, like, there's no outside access to H&M anymore where there used to be on, yeah. on Granville. So you have to access through the mall. Fine. But I'm just like, you're flapping your umbrella and you're getting shit wet. Like. How old was she? I mean, she's probably in her like maybe like early 30s. You're probably a similar age, maybe a couple of years older than me. Okay. And like in my mind, I'm kind of like, okay, like your umbrella's wet. I get it. Like it's annoying. But like, are you dumb? Yeah, that's insane. Like you're getting all this shit wet now. So like all the t-shirts on the folded fucking little cube that they have with the leggings or whatever, they were wet. And I'm just like, wear security when you need them. Yeah. Wear security. So that is where my rain etiquette came in because I was just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I get it, but you're an idiot. And also two smells. That's another etiquette thing about rain. When you understand it's going to be a pouring rainy day and you know... You're going to have to be going and running out doing things. I understand, you know, you got to perspire a little bit because sometimes you get, you know, you have layers on underneath. You're sweating. You're sweating. Your back is kind of sweating. Be conscious of this and understand that bathing is a necessity. Bathing is not optional anymore. You do not need to walk around in the middle of November with smelling like a wet dog because, oh, it's raining. No, you can shower. You can get wet and not smell 
like someone's lassie that has not left the farm in 15 years. Like, what the fuck is that smell? It's white people smell. You know what? And you know what? I don't want to say it's wet potato chips, but it's a wet potato chip and a wet dog. I don't know, man. It's salty and it's wet, but it's kind of a funky like dog. I don't know. Yeah. Trippy. Trippy. Sorry. Okay. No, no. Don't apologize. <laughs> but you know what? We all have a smell, but like wet people smell. I'm not saying wet white people, mm. but I'm, did I say the person I was even talking about was white? No. You, you implied. No. No, okay. I did not. No, I mean like I will no see. Wait, no, the smelly person. Smelly person. You know, we don't need to get into like smells and race. I don't want to no, get like shadow like, banned or whatever. And the thing is, I couldn't even tell you what race that person was because they were fully fucking covered. Like they, so they were, were fully, wearing a burqa. They no, they were wearing a mask. They're wearing their fucking okay. umbrella, like their right. fucking rain jacket or whatever. Yeah. But it's like this, like they walk by and the smell would just like smack you. So that was some for reals bo. So yeah, like I don't know. Actually, what the fuck that you know was. what? That's really interesting because I I actually mentioned this would have been last weekend. I encountered a person with just like good old fashioned bo, and I was like, I have not smelled this in a year. And especially as an adult, I think it's jarring because it's yeah. almost like. And it, this what? wasn't a teenager. If you're a teenage boy, fine, fuck it, whatever. But like this was like this was like. A late, a late twenties adult woman. That's what I'm saying. When it's yeah. an adult, like a grown, when you're yeah. over the age of eighteen, there's no need for this. Yeah, you know how this shit works, and I think that's where it kind of shocked me a little bit because I'm just like standing there, like minding my business, looking at whatever, and all of a sudden this person walks by, and they're like, in like you can tell they had their shit all buttoned up and hooded up because they just yeah. came outside from outside, but I and they were wearing a mask, so I couldn't even tell what fucking ethnicity they were, but I was like. You're a stink bomb. You smell so strong. Like, why yeah. do you walk by and I smell you? Yeah. Like, that's... But, you know, that's rain etiquette for you, people. You know? I mean, I think that's just showering. No, but I think that's also keeping your shit... Like, if your shit is funky, throw it in the wash. You don't need to be wearing that funky-ass jacket in the rain, in and out, in and out, in and out, not washing it. Like, it's just... Wash your shit. I don't know. Mm. Not anybody's mother anymore. Well, I mean, not, I mean, you never were. Exactly. I'm not mothering people anymore. Well, cool. Yeah. So what do you have? Well, um, my SOS mm-hmm. is, uh, is burnout. Um, so I, I had, uh, I had the opportunity, um, out of happenstance to talk with someone who, uh, had, um, had been like a nurse, um, actually like a. A, a nurse at Children's Hospital um, who worked actually in the ICU, um, and she she talked about burnout. And um, she she doesn't currently work there, but you know she mentioned. And you know we didn't. It's not like we had like a super long in depth conversation, but you yeah. know like we were comfortable. We were talking, mm-hmm. you know, and and she was fairly open about it. And she just kind of described how um, intensive care nurses, obviously, especially in a children's hospital you know, see terrible things. Of course. Right. Um, and, and are, uh, you don't, you don't avoid getting affected by, by that stuff. And, and, and the money doesn't really help, no. you know, you're getting paid for your time, but what about the emotional, the emotional labor, the psychological toll, the emotional stress, mm-hmm. truly, um, you know, stuff you just, you know, that stays with you for years, maybe forever. Mm-hmm. And, um, and uh, and then she talked about. It. She's like, "Oh yeah, my you know my one friend who was doing that is finally like calling it quits." And mm. you know the way. And then like you know someone else in the conversation was like, 
well, what's she going to do now? And then they were just like, she doesn't give a fuck. She just has to get out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, 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 you know, she, and so, you know, when you're a person, when you're like a, a frontline medical uh, worker, I don't know, mm -hmm. um, you know, like, you know, and maybe one where like, it's not the prestige job, like, you yeah. know, like the doctor who's like making 200 plus K a year. Like, it's like the paramedic, the nurse, like these are, you know, really you're like, that's like you're, you're middle class and you're an essential worker and you are, and like, yes, you take the job knowing that, you know, you, you know, you're going to be seeing people dying, you know, people overdosing, mm -hmm. you know, heartbreaking stuff, seeing a lot of pain. And what I, what I, you know, what I t was kind of curious about was because like, I've spent an above average amount of time in, you know, at VGH in Emerge with my dad. And so, and so like, I, I just started recognizing most of the nurses there and they would like, I would just be like walking around like that floor of VGH, like knowing like the back way to get in. So you don't need to like have the person like buzz you through and you take like the back hallway and all that shit. They, some people were like, who just is this guy just mm -hmm. walking around, like not respecting the rules at all. Um, and, um, and so one thing I kind of put to her was like, did you find, you know, as a nurse, at least what I noticed is, you know, you're around, you're around suffering. Like that's the deal. That's the job. And you still have to help people. So in that setting at work, you basically have to turn down your empathy mm -hmm. to be able to function. Like, and, and that's not like, that's not a criticism mm -hmm. or, or a slight, like, no, you have to do that to be able to do this job for like more than a week. Mm -hmm. You essentially have to turn off your empathy and then focus on like what it's almost more so just like this body, this human, like what do we need to be doing? Yeah, more technical. Yeah, to kind of maximize like, you know, their their health and well-being. Yeah. Uh and and then, you know, how do you turn the empathy back on when you leave? Mm -hmm. You know, and that and that was one thing how you know, I did I did start to consider how in a way, you know, nursing and jobs where you're around with a lot of a lot of suffering, is that in a strange way a little bit I mean, I don't know if dehumanizing is is exactly the right term, but you are basically, again, like I said, you know, reducing your empathy to survive in this crazy job and then like, you know, how how do you kind of go back to like being a normal person who like cares? you know, when you're around your family, your friends, whatever. And I mean, obviously it is a different context. Like, yeah, I've known this person my whole life. Like, obviously I care. I love you. But um, I don't know. I just kind of brought that up with her and she was like, I've never thought about that. And I was like, are you fucking shitting me? Like you were like, a, you were, you know, you were, I mean, she's still a nurse, but she does something different and like, not as like brutal and heartbreaking and terrible. Uh -huh. um, but I was like, you know, like this didn't just like come up, like you being like a nurse at a children's hospital, like in like traumatizing yeah. scenarios for like a decade. But they also too, like, I think like the thing with nursing and I think with a lot of jobs too, is that to get through the day, I think a lot of people do kind of have that blackout where they almost kind of, they go into We got to compartmentalize. They have to go into tunnel vision and yeah. just kind of get, and I think that tunnel vision can flex and move for right. different industries and for different people. So for example, for, you know, a nurse, it's like, you're looking at the person. Yes, I know that this is a person. I know this is a human that has a job, that's a life, that's people who love them. But as a profession right now, to help you yeah. not be here or help you thrive in the world, yeah. I have to look at you from basically textbook yeah. as a body or yeah. as 
uh, you know, as, as a person with broken bones, a person with this, I'm not thinking about, oh, you look like somebody I know, or, oh, you remind me of my grandma, or, oh, this baby reminds me of my, no, like, yeah. I have to look at it as, like, a, like a directive of, like, no, like, this is, because if you start adding the, you know, the, if you start, it sounds bad, but if you start humanizing people, you're never going to get your heart. You're never going to get the job done because you're going to yeah. let the emotions take over the actual just like doing of the job. Yeah. No. And I mean, and, you know, but, you know, and, and you know, I think that's true with nursing, uh, being a paramedic, being a police officer, a firefighter. And, oh, yeah. you know, over the years, if that's your career, especially all those things involve shift work, which is like plainly not good. Mm -hmm. um, all of that stuff can add up to taking a decade off your life and you're not compensated. Like there's, there's really no way. Mm -hmm. um, but you have to also too, when you choose to go into a position in a role that way and stay for that long, you choose and you've given the okay to sign off to say, I feel like there are better benefits of this job yeah. rather than um, just taking something else. Like there's something that deeper is satisfied within you to continue yeah. to have you do that job. For example, with a nurse, they might have that need and that want to care for people so much that satisfying that urge and satisfying that part of them, even though it doesn't come with the perks that you would like, they'll still accept it because it does take care of that need. Yeah. So, I mean, having a calling, you know, yeah. having some meaning and purpose. Yeah. But um, I don't know, like, I, I think in a lot of cases, with that stuff, like there is burnout, there's PTSD. And, and oh, there's burnout PTSD in almost every industry, I feel like, especially with medical or even like, even like, like crisis, like pe people yeah. that are like your job every day is going into someone's crisis, like yeah. your job every day is being there for the worst day of someone's life. Yeah, you know, and, um, and of course, like, you know, you are going to get burnt out, but that's kind of the, the one thing I was thinking is like these jobs, burnout is very common, but then also you always hear like, oh my God, like 12, 14, 16 hour shifts. And it's just like, is, is, is this system like designed to basically make these essential workers burnt out and, and quit? Like, it's, is, it's, isn't there a better way? But the problem is that all the things that are essential are essential 24 seven. They're not essential sure. 12 hours a day. It's not like, okay, but then you, just, like you, you can know, shut you... down the hospital and say, listen, we're only open right. nine to five. I know, of course. But is there a way, you know, and I mean, of course, like, you know, like all of these jobs have like some of the strongest unions out there. So, you know, my question is like, why isn't it just eight hours? And then there's the next shift starts. You know, and like, obviously there is a good reason. Like, we don't know. We're not like mm. hospital administrators. We're yeah. like, we're not nurses. We're not doctors. We don't know. Well, but it's like all of these jobs, right? Especially with the shift work, graveyards, long days. Like, yeah, maybe it's just, you know, people don't like strike over it because yeah. of the money yeah. and, and not, and, you know, and that's the culture. But it's like, again, like, is this just a cult, a burnout culture? I think it's, I don't know. I don't think it's necessarily a burnout culture, but for example, like if you're a surgical nurse in a hospital, if you're scheduled to be in surgery with the doctor for 10 hours. Sur no, you know, that's, surgical, that's what surgical is different. That's not, that's things, not necessarily crisis. Certain, I mean like emergency I know, intensive I'm, care. I'm saying like certain things are, but intensive care is like, 
no matter what, like different situations do take a certain amount of time where they can't really necessarily, depending on how it's structured within that system, they can't have interchangeable people because for example, if they're having this nurse work on these four babies in intensive care and she knows their charts back to front and another nurse who is not really well versed with their conditions comes in and one of them starts freaking out and she's not well versed, that's where... Well, no, I mean, there's changeover. There's changeover. There's There's always changeover. There's always going to be changeover, but I, I think that the the i think the issue maybe there is an issue of maybe they can't afford to hire as many medical professionals as they would like to alleviate that level of shift work to say listen we have more than enough nurses we have more than enough doctors we have more than enough of everybody we need so everybody can work eight hour shifts and then peace you're good so eight hours morning whatever eight hours graveyard eight hours this eight hours so it's always eight hours but they probably just don't have enough money to even pay everybody fairly maybe not so that way everybody can just work those eight hours no different than well there is also there is a nurse shortage in canada in general and all of the programs are like waitlisted like there's no shortage of people in nursing school either yeah and i think that's the thing too is the level of education you need for certain jobs too to match the level of demand it's like you're gonna have a bunch of students who are in class but then you're gonna have nobody out here who can do the job or who is a nurse and then that's where you're gonna have the influx of all of a sudden you're gonna have all these new graduates and then you're gonna have maybe a bunch of people go into retirement or whatever so hopefully you know it's a wave i mean i just wish i could talk to her more and even like on the podcast like at some point you know what like and that's the thing right if it wasn't like the pandemic and i could just like drive out somewhere and do like yeah oh man someday i guess mm-hmm. if i won the lottery i would fucking just quit my job in f5 podcasts i know i've said that in the past yeah. all right and then i'd say okay that's a great passion now you well, need to be also be doing some bitcoin or some other shit well we've, we've won the lottery so it's a fantasy mm. um all righty well uh that's it for our sos's we've given you guys the sauce and um in one quick moment we'll get on to some other stuff for now we'll be right back all right darling what's on your mind um so i'm gonna make you guys dive deep down into a think tank i'm gonna make you use your brains and look back and think a little bit take a plunge why don't you all right so Thought about it today and it kind of came to me. Do you overshare in your relationships? Uh-huh. And the way I kind of thought about it was um, thinking about, you know, in the morning, getting up, just kind of puttering around, doing whatever. And we were just talking about, or I don't know, something about. Like us, you and me? Yeah. Okay. So when you say overshare in relationships, like we overshare to each other or we overshare our relationship shit to other people? I just mean within the relationship itself. Okay. Because you can, you can expand on that afterwards, but you probably want to ask that question first. So mm-hmm. when I say that, I mean like, like we were just having a conversation about something and then you're just, I don't know, I think we were talking about the house or something and brought my mom or whatever. And then you were just like, yeah, like, oh, like I don't want to add another thing so you can complain about like your mom or whatever. Yeah. And I kind of went outside, I was thinking about it, and I was like, hmm. <laughs> okay, as a side note, uh, I did also realize, I think, here's the problem with Sundays, is that we both always have Sundays off, and so that gives us the most time together, and thus, 
the highest likelihood that I'm going to say something that makes you mad. I'm not, no, no, and no. I mean, or, okay, maybe not mad, maybe perturbed. Something that just makes the road a little rocky. And so I was considering, I was like, do I need to actually minimize how much I talk on Sundays, like for the greater good? No. Because that's... like, I just, my problem is like, I just say shit without thinking, right? If I, I think... if I took that breath and was like, wait a minute, is this going to hurt me or help me? My life would be very different. No, and I think we both have that issue. But I was thinking about just like in my mind, I was like, oh, wow. Like, okay, I complain. Yeah, I tie verbally. I'm just like, I'm one person who thinks and lets the thought, the thought doesn't make it to the factory. It just gets sent out to the shipper, yes. just out to the customer. Letting it fly. Like, I just, you know, I don't think things through a lot when I talk. So I just thought about it. Like, am I oversharing sharing too much in my relationship? Like, should I, as a half of a relationship understand that there are some things that I should just keep to myself and be okay with that. And I think that depending on your level of how private you are, that's different person for person. Cause some people are very private where their partners don't know shit about them. And they're just like, what the fuck? Why are you this mysterious person? Yeah. I mean, that wouldn't really last. I but don't think. Then also, but then also depending on the relationship, it might work for that person where it's just like, you're mysterious and I'm busy. Cool. Like, <laughs> or whatever, you know, whatever okay. that works for that person. But I'm saying like, it kind of made me think like, oh, I should probably keep some shit to myself. And even in just in terms of like thinking about like conversations, yeah. or, you know, because even I kind of caught myself realizing like, like even even with yesterday with your car accident, I was just like, oh, I don't think I said the right things at all. Like, I'm pretty sure I just like pissed him off more. So I'm just gonna. No, you didn't piss me sit, off more. Sit in the corner here. But also too, that was my interpretation of not understanding like. Totally. What, like how you could interpret the situation, right? Yes. So. When I think, when I ask, you know, do you overshare in your relationships? Does it mean you overshare digitally, meaning daily life photos? Are you always posting your significant other partner? Are you constantly, you know, kind of engaging with them in a digital atmosphere where now people online know you're with them? It's no different than people who make Instagram profiles and then put, you know, like, this is my occupation. This is where I live. And ring finger and the, or ring, you know, wedding ring or whatever. Yeah. And then at the person. So people know like, oh, that's my fiance or that's my uh, whatever. And so that's where I'm like, is this level of oversharing our relationships? Like, like digitally, for example, mentally in terms of thought process or, um, you know, not really. What did I write here? Sorry. Like overthinking overload kind of where it's just mm -hmm. like you just even though you feel very comfortable with your partner, which is great. Do you also feel so comfortable in a sense of you just let anything kind of come and say and then all of a sudden now they're feeling a type of way when you're kind of like, well, I just was like saying whatever. And they're just like, well, I'm interpreting it as whatever. Right. Um. So in that mental space and then also physically in terms of description and being descriptive. So, for example, you know, are you oversharing with your partner in terms of like you don't need to describe to me how your fart felt coming out of your ass. You don't need to describe to me. I how... mean, I don't do that. No, no, no. I'm not saying you do that at all, but I'm just saying like there are some partners out there who are very descriptive in like, okay, and now I'm putting two Splendas, just two in my coffee and mm. I'm stirring it counterclockwise. Right. And then once I've stirred it counterclockwise, I let it settle and then I put in the milk, which now stirs clockwise or whatever the fuck, you know, just like, Almost like descriptive in like... That's insane. You do milk first, then Splenda. <laughs> but either way, yeah. you know, being descriptive like that. So it kind of made me think like, does it help or harm us to be this oversharing in our relationships, whether it be, right, whether it be, um, you know, 
whether it be like in a personal relationship, like with a partner or with a fiance or with whoever, or is it in a relationship with your friends where you overshare in terms of like, they might know more about you than you know more about them. And you're Mm. not clicking to that because you're kind of just this big open book when it's like, maybe being this big and open doesn't protect you from what might come inside. Ah. Um, and then also, who does this benefit to be this to be this oversharing person? Does it benefit you or does it benefit the other person to be so open to the point of now it might even become um, a scenario where they know they know your every last thought and word to the point where you're predictable. And then there's that kind of like lackluster, like same old, same old every day, you're predictable, blah, mm. versus, you know, I have no idea what you're thinking, which is kind of like, which is also to an emotional game as well. You're playing with somebody by not. Because then does that make them volatile if if something comes out of nowhere? Well, yeah. Or they might might feel like, okay, well, you don't tell me enough about you or you don't say enough or you don't communicate in a way that lets me know enough about you. So how would I know you would react like this? Or how would I know that you would think like this or whatever? Mm -hmm. So it's like, again, like who does this benefit in both parties? So for example, if it's in a romantic relationship, does it benefit you and your partner to be this open? In a friendship, does it benefit you and your friend, friends to be this open? Same thing with family. Does it benefit you to be that open with your family, with your life? Because there will be certain, I feel like spider webs to each party that I could say even like there's certain things family that I would tell them and then there's certain things where I'm like this can wait until later sure. and then same thing with friends and same things with you but with you it's just because we live together we're always around each other I, mean, I, I would argue we are the closest person to each other yeah we're the closest people to each other so I feel like there almost isn't room for not having that level of oversharing sure. at some point because okay. you're always okay you know Oversharing versus openness. Yeah. I think those are two different things. And I think, I think you know, if someone was outside looking in, one person might say they overshare. Another person might say they're very open. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like, these are, like, I don't think, I don't necessarily think these are things you can easily choose or change. Is it possible? Sure. Yeah. Um, probable? I don't think so. We are both, fortunately, very open. Um, with each other and then also probably other people. I'm, I, I, I will say I'm more open with other people, maybe even strangers than you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, did I like instantly regret that thing I said? Sure. Uh, cause you know, that was kind of, I mean, a little personal, I guess. Um, but, uh. I mean, we just, we are who we are. And so, like, we both, yeah, like, we're both kind of open and say shit and piss off the other person, you know? No, no, no. I know there's a difference between openness and oversharing. But what I'm talking about in in terms of oversharing, I'm talking about... Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm interrupting too much. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, in terms of oversharing, like, openness is different because openness comes with the understanding and wording of I'm being open enough and saying what I'm saying to this person so they understand enough but they're not getting specific in-depth crazy details Mm. you can be open but not be giving details or giving specific specifics where it's really like painting a picture very clearly i feel like i do that i'm the kind of very specific details guy yeah so that's where it's like okay is that oversharing where you give specifics and then is it openness where you still give the information but you're not giving it in a way that the person can run wild yeah. with in terms yeah. of thought process and reactions and, and like reactions. ruminating. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, one thing, one thing I, I think could be factored in 
is is like frequency like you said actually like um kind of i like we were you saying like predictability or or repetitiveness yeah, yeah, repetitive yeah repetitive. see i think like i think i think that um i think that was like i think that's really wise that you you know brought that up because i think that factors in quite a bit you know mm-hmm. is like if i you know let's say i have a thing that like i vent about and it's like every other day and it's something that is not going to change you know the stoics um often say you know if you if something is wrong and it's out of your control all you can control is your reaction your attitude and so it's just like if you're just Mm -hmm. if you hate the commute home you know because it's long and there's gridlock and it's wet and people can't drive and you get pissed off but you're not going to get a new job and you're not going to stop driving and traffic isn't going to change. You know, you're just spinning your wheels, you know? And then at that point it's like, yeah, it's repetitive, yada, yada, yada. If the other person like kind of doesn't feel the same way. So I think part of it could kind of be frequency or like originality because, okay, if there, if there's an issue, I want to know about it. And that's where I think openness works because I want to know where you're at, where your head's at, where your heart's at, where your body is at. And then it is beneficial for you to know the same thing about me. Mm-hmm. But then where maybe you you stay inside the border of openness and not getting into oversharing, part of it is frequency. And then part of it, I'll say, is like judgment. So like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a judgy cunt and you can just see it on my face most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that judgy reaction from me is probably what's going to make you kind of question what you say and start thinking that you're oversharing. And this is like a pattern where like you say some shit, I react like negatively. And then you're like, okay, I just shouldn't talk anymore. And I like shouldn't tell Mark what I'm thinking or what I'm feeling. And then you tell me that I'm like, no, 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 that's a bad idea. That's not going to work. And then, and then it just keeps happening like every like month or two. No, no, no. I think every, I think the difference between that whole kind of setup is that I will, I will be like, okay, well maybe I shouldn't talk about this, but then it'll be specific things where I'm just kind of like, okay. Yeah. But I do want to know what bothers you. Yeah. Like if something bothers me, like, oh usually kind of voice it but mm-hmm. again like i think that yeah like things that are out of your control that you bother you and that you just vent about or complain about like if it's the same old thing it can get frustrating it can get annoying it's just like oh my god really the same thing again which i understand mm-hmm. but i think also too on the other side for somebody else on the other side of that who is the oversharer they almost see it as talking and feeling talking and thinking through their issues by saying it out loud Mm -hmm. so that's how a lot of people do work through things is kind of talking and thinking out their issues out loud so they can kind of piece together almost create this scene for themselves about how they can now go forward with this thing that irritates them or whatever to kind of make it so that way you know they can continue on yes so you know i just kind of made me think like okay like do we overshare a lot but then also too like i don't know like part of me like everybody's very different and I feel like in relationships it's very different I've been very always I mean I had my whole phase but I was always very independent so I never felt the need to tell people my like about what I was doing or what I was thinking or whatever because it's kind of just like for a lot of people that I dated in the past it's like this is your only job 
you don't have to talk to you don't have to talk to me about like other things like unless unless we have that kind of relationship where it's like okay cool like we actually go for dinner and we talk about things or whatever but if it's like we don't have that kind of relationship then it's like you can't really like you haven't really earned the right to ask me to share things if I haven't shared them with you yet. Cause then if I was comfortable enough, I would have already. Mm. So that's kind of your not understanding the situation and how your, how your perception and understanding people. Like if somebody's not comfortable with you yet and haven't shared enough with you, it's cause they're not open. It doesn't mean that it's something necessarily with you. It could be, mm-hmm. but it also could just be like, they're just feeling you out. Like, am I comfortable enough being this open with you or do I want to keep the window half closed? So, that is interesting because is part of that oversharing calculation also comfort? Yeah. And, and, and so here's the thing. We are incredibly comfortable with each other. I mean, too comfortable? Maybe. Um, I, I, I don't know. What's the, what's, what's this too comfortable? What is like? too comfortable? I don't know. See, that's the thing, right? Is like, I'm, I'm just like, yeah, I can just be kind of a weirdo. And so like, cause like I want to be comfortable. Like I like closeness. And so, mm-hmm. and, and, and again, like, does that, does that, you know, that will get me in trouble. That will definitely, that has gotten me in trouble uh, in the past as far as like boundaries mm. and like codependence and stuff. But also like, you know, you can't unbring that bell with us. Like, what are we going to do? You know? It's a great therapy question for sure. a therapist, but no doubt. Yeah, no, I think it's a good thing for everyone to think about is that they overshare and whether or not it's something that they have to kind of scale back on or whether or not it's something they want to have a discussion with that other person in the relationship as well as like, do you think I overshare? Do you think that, you know, I, you know, I tell people too much or I talk about things too much or what's your comfort level? Cause also too, I think it's coming more from a place of, if you're going to be, for example, oversharing about a story that involves somebody else, shouldn't you give that person sure. a chance to say whether or not they have you have permission to share, like in that way? Yes, or you like, omit it's not your story to tell, kind of thing. Okay, but then also, I I think in that case, you can omit so many details. Yeah, like you don't say their name, their their. Well, actually, it's hard to not say their gender, but you don't say their name, where they live, their age. Yeah, no, like, no, and that's where it's like you know, oversharing can be turn can be transitioned into openness yeah. because you're still being open, you're still telling the story, but you're not filling in the specifics of who the true main character is. It's no different than mm-hmm. writing a screenplay or whatever. You're filling in, you know, it's a screenplay you wrote about all your friends from childhood, but you place all their names with different people, yeah. right? and you change different scenarios, so it's yeah. still recognizable, but not enough. Not exact. Um, so yeah, I think that would be something to could ponder over because I don't know, like in a digital age for some people, like I look at some people and I'm like, you know, you, some people, me personally, I'm a creeper. So I just like to have social media, <laughs> um, just to scroll and look at people and I don't actually post anything or really do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see some people who post two, three times a day where it's just like, oh, this or that or my life or whatever. And I'm just like, you're also posting where you are. You're posting like uh-huh. your partner. You're posting your children. Easy for like, stalkers. You're asking people to just be like, great, let me just find a new hobby of stalking you. Yeah. Or like finding out that, you know what, I think I'm mentally unclear and I think I'm a part of your family. So let me yeah. come home with you. Ah, now. And that's where a lot of women lately, especially in the States, and I mean, not I haven't heard anything so much here, but a lot of women in the States, as I've seen online, have been posting about how they've had random fucking people running up on them, trying to break into their houses and trying to like, you know, come into their space. And I'm just like, that's so fucking crazy. But then also too, 
are we giving the interpretation of that we are that open? Um, well, I mean, I think, I think it, it, it takes a sick mind to misinterpret that kind of stuff, There's you know, sick people, right. So. Okay. But, and, and you know what, like, I'm not like in all seriousness, I mean, that does start tiptoeing towards victim blaming, which is not the right thing. Right. Yeah. You know, it's the old, like, Oh, what was she wearing? It's like, well, that doesn't no, 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 no. I'm not saying this is, victim, I'm not victim blaming at all or trying to do that. I'm just trying to see if there's a correlation between openness and oversharing mm. in different parts of your life versus like what happens in reality around okay. you. So, um, I think, you know, in, I think in general, in a way, and actually, well, you know, you know, okay. Based on my experience, I believe in a lot of these cases, we almost m mirror. So maybe, maybe sometimes the difference between openness and oversharing is is the the mirroring of that level of um, openness, right? So if I'm, you know, you and me, like we're we're e we're essentially equally open, you know. And if you're, and even if you're meeting a new person, obviously, like the default when you meet a new person is to kind of just be like almost in a way like for lack of a better term like professional like you don't because like you got to suss them out still but then if that person you know off the jump is like you know like oh oh my god like you know i fuck you know i'm having a bad hair day like this is a nightmare and then in a way you would almost you, you'd kind of hit the ball back across the court and be like oh that happened to me yesterday like i hate that and it's kind of like that mirroring and then eventually like does it get to the point where like or if that person's like you know saying like in a fucking job interview oh i'm like you know i i really have to take a shit right now like obviously you're like okay look whoa you know we don't know each other like that it's kind of that you know it's it's that it's you want to be on the same level like equal playing field you know what i mean maybe that's i mean i think that can be part of it there's a lot of factors yeah so there you go take a plunge okay about it. okay gonna be doing some damage control tonight um no, i mean okay I'm always afraid when you're quiet, but you know what? That's something I need to work on. And that's something everybody has to work on. And that's yeah. a PSA for me to everybody else in the fucking world. If I'm quiet, I can't sit here and think in my own fucking head. Yeah. And still... that's also your interpretation of you expecting to be, be, okay. to be open all the time. Okay. Ha ha. Ah, ha ha ha. That is very interesting. Okay. Like, where's that expectation of if somebody is a constantly open, very, you know, engaging person, what is wrong with them plugging themselves out for a minute and saying, listen, I'm going to power down and just take mm -hmm. it slower. And it's not like, I'm not saying like, you can't, you can have even, it doesn't have to be all day. It doesn't have to be all night. It could just be like a couple minutes, like a moment of just kind of being like, I'm going to sit here and just stare at the fucking wall. That yeah. is a beige color. That is a decent beige. Like, it's just, I don't know. And I think that's a PSA for everybody because everybody, I don't know what the fuck everyone's problem is. And to be fair, I think they need to dig deep and whether or not find out whether or not that's a black stereotype problem they have. I, but uh, there's the assumption of that when I'm quiet, I'm okay. pissed off or I'm mad. And I'm not saying it's only from you. I've had it happen at work too. And I think that's bullshit because I, okay. I don't think that's right. That, yeah, I'm a very chatty, talkative person. Do I have moments where I just want to think what I'm doing? Of course. Do I have moments where I'm just like, I'm going to let my brain just take a fart in yeah. peace. But okay. I can't take a fart in peace because apparently I'm mad. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's like a black thing. I think I think it is more that like, oh, my God, you you just I started noticing. Anyway, you know what? Let's not get into it. I, don't I was about to overshare. Um, I mean, I don't I don't know if it's a black thing, but I've seen it only 
I've seen it only reoccurringly happen to me specifically. Right. Well, you're the person who's always there in that scenario. I know, but I don't see being ha- seeing it happen to other people where other people, other friends, other family, other coworkers, where they're quiet and they're doing something or they're just fucking taking a minute to think. Right. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, you have shitty energy or, oh, you're mad. It's like, I'm what? How the fuck are you going to tell me about me? Are you in my head right now? Get the fuck out. Okay. I guess that is, I mean, that goes back to the reaction thing, right? Um, and that pisses me off. And that's where I have, that's, and that's where I get, that's where I get a reaction because I'm just like, I'm minding my business. And here I get dragged into your mess because you thought. Yeah. I mean, I think it just goes back to like, you know, you said you are kind of open and, and chatty. And I am like open that. and chatty, but then there will be times where I want to pull like, like, like bit, like fucking, the fucking Jetsons or whatever. I'm going to plug my ass out of the kitchen fucking plug. Power the fuck down for a minute, maybe a minute or two. Or maybe it's just like, you know what? It's kind of a rainy day. It's kind of a relaxed, kind of chill. I just kind of, hmm, like, I don't really feel like talking. I think that's something where people have to understand. Like, people who are on all the time sometimes do want to power off. Mm. People who do you expect to always have something to say people who are the chatty ones are the engaging ones are the you know bubbly fucking individuals of the world yeah that bubble pops sometimes and then they just float to the floor and then what like it's just there's this there's this weird understanding of you know it's almost like i feel bad but it's almost like for entertainers too it's just like when you're on you're always expected to be on yes but it's just like, and the people, fuck, who the fuck are you to tell me I can't yeah, power off? Yeah. And that's almost, you know, I think you're almost describing like you're doing a sort of quiet emotional labor for other people that they're not aware of. And then when you power down, but you're still near them, they're like, wait a minute. You know, like I'm freaking out now. Yeah. And it just, it makes me like wonder. It's just like. And I mean, and then by default, am I doing that? Because I'm also, that is my reaction. Yeah. Like, I mean, and that's the thing that makes me laugh. It's like, I'm a very talkative, chatty person, but like. Don't get it fucking twisted. Like, I was in this apartment the entire day yesterday with headphones, and I didn't say a fucking word for hours. Yes. I mean, actually, and you know what's funny is, like, in my mind, when I was at Drew's, I was like, you know what? She probably would like a whole day, like, by herself. And, you know, it's... And, like, and, and that's not, and like, not as that, a criticizing it's also, just, it's also just, like, even if you were here as well, if I'm just puttering around cleaning or doing my nails yeah. or whatever, and I have my headphones in, or if I'm just fucking doing laundry... I'm not narrating myself. What the fuck is this? A Disney special? <laughs> that would be interesting. Like, no, like I'm not going to, fu- like this fucking crazy. And it's just, it makes me laugh. Cause I guess because I am who I am, the automatic assumption is like, oh, that's just Georgina. But it's like, but there's so many different sides of me. Why mm-hmm. don't you think I'm multifaceted? That's your fucking problem. Okay. Why am I one-sided in your head? Well, I mean, I mean, that's not fair. One thing I'll say is the, th- you know, y- I, you know, part of, part of the gift and curse of Georgina is that you you kind of like I have said in a previous podcast which I recently re-listened to and is a very good episode if you want to like if you want to go to like vintage classic cheeky love listen to episode the episode's called Raz and Shine it's either episode 15 or 16 but that being said my smooch for you in that podcast which was very good is you shine and you do you shine, you sh- I mean, obviously you shine and I'm in love with you and you light up my life. <laughs> um, but then also, you know, w- with coworkers, again, you said it, like people, like coworkers and patients, like 
get sad. Like if you're leaving an office, right? Like I've seen it. Yeah. And and the thing is like, so when you shine automatically, and that's kind of part of your personality, then when you just turn it down a little bit, it's more noticeable. You know, people notice kind of the difference. And, you know, probably you are the most, again, it's a gift and a curse. Like, you know, you kind of, you more than likely are a, the coworker in a lot of cases at, at a lot of your, like, you know, I mean, you, you've talked about personal life, me, but then also maybe at work. In a lot of cases, you're maybe the most, um, like, happiness-inspiring person in a lot of these workplaces. And, like, mm. for better and worse and worse, because, again, you know what? Now it's just, like, great, I'm your fucking emotional mammy, and I can't have a fucking quiet minute here. Like, go fuck yourself. Um but I think maybe that's part of it. But that's, again, I mean, it's funny because you almost and, clipped it the way I would. It's like, it is like an emotional man. Absolutely. Like, I mean, I think. Oh, that, like yeah. I'm here to serve you emotionally so you can carry yourself to the yeah. fucking end. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not, I'm not your teddy bear here. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, it's again, like I know that for some people, they are very easily emotionally swayed in terms of people's energies, vibes, how they present themselves, how they speak, how, you know, if they're very like abrupt or very like aggressive and things like that. And I know that I have certain traits in myself that can come off as any of those really, but it's just really irritating to me when it's just like, I'm sitting here eating my fucking muffin and you calling me mad. It's just like, that's where I'm just like, no, I am mad. Yeah. And it makes me laugh because, like, again, it's that emotion. It's an almost an emotional intelligence of being like, if I'm sitting next to somebody and they're focused on something, and this, like, for example, we're at work together. Today's been great. Nothing's happened. No beef. We're good. Yeah. I'm just sitting here quiet, and you're over there quiet. I'm not automatically trying to clock your emotions. Who the fuck does that? Okay, sure. Because at the end of the day. I have an emotional intelligence to know I have so much weight in my goddamn pawn. I cannot clock your emotions too and also clocking mine. That's yeah. not going to happen. And I think that's where people get misconstrued of, oh, this person's so bubbly. They're so positive. They're so happy and laughing and blah, blah, blah. And then there's one day where they're just like, eh, okay, that was funny. Like, I don't got it for you today. Like, mm -hmm. today is just, you know. Today is like a, a chill today, energy day. Today is just a chill energy day. Today is just like, you know what? Like, I just... I'm in a different headspace, maybe mentally, emotionally, whatever the fuck. It has nothing to do with yeah. anything here, but it might just have to do with my own stuff. And But yet somehow it's my fault because I wasn't on for you. Mm. Now that to me yeah. is almost in a way it's emotional and mental terrorism to some people because it's like, you're telling me that if I don't do this to make you appear, if I don't give you some mm. form of happiness, what, you can't have your own? If yeah. you don't have, you know, someone showing you what love looks like, you don't know how to love, get the fuck. It's unfair. It's very unfair. But I just think it's ridiculous. And again, you know, I think you sparked a very interesting conversation of once again. People, I think so too. You did spark an interesting conversation of it. It, 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 it made me realize like that's my trigger of people trying to clock my emotions or trying to clock me for when I'm over it, like when I'm just quiet or when I'm out right. of my business. It's like if I'm angry... I'll tell you I'm angry. I'll show you that I'm angry. I'll make sure that it's understood. I'm a fucking adult. I'm not a toddler. Mm. Same thing is, you know, if I'm focused on something, I'm not going to say, hi, I'm focused on something. Like, I don't need to narrate my fucking life. Like, to me, that seems so weird. And again, when people are like, they're trying to like, you know, again, like trying to gauge my emotions, I'm kind of mm. like, Go mind your fucking business. Yeah, but also I think that's just that's human behavior, you know, because we're 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 the most social creatures, right? Yeah, but and if so I'm we are, and like you know, we've got like our brains 
look, I'm not a neuroscientist, but our brains are wired to be kind of reading and picking up and just trying and often look misinterpreting. It's but a, but that is a human, that this is a human trait. But it's also a nervous energy. And I think a lot of people have to understand that is a nervous energy when you have, for example, a friend who's normally, for example, bubbly and crazy, you know, just all over, you know, just always, you know, just going, going, going. And then she comes to you one day and you have coffee and she's like, nah, you know, and you're mm. automatically internalizing that as, oh my God, oh my God she stank, she's mad. Wrong. Oh my God. What, what, what the fuck? And it's just like, yeah. Okay. No, no. Where See. did you come to that conclusion? And why did you come to that conclusion? And whose problem is that to sort out yours? Okay. You know what? I think like this is a to be continued. I think we're going to be digging into this, like just more so in future episodes. Okay. We'll be right back. All right, my darling. Yeah. I think I'm just about ready for smooches. Cool. Um, who should go first? The rock, paper, scissors. I knew you were going to do that. Yeah, Okay. I always win. I know. Okay. okay. So rock, paper, scissors for who decides, not for who goes. No, who goes. If so who I, have, if, if I you, win, you go. If you win, I go. Fine. Fine. Okay. Best two out of three. Fine. And we have to do this very quickly. Okay. Okay. Rock, rock paper, scissors. Huh? Uh, uh, huh? Yes. Oh. <laughs> that was not two out of three. No, no, I know, but like that's still good. Okay. Nor- normally you crush me, and I'm pretty good at rock okay, paper scissors. Okay, you owe me one more. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. Rock paper scissors. Boom. Yeah. That is like the only time I beat you. Okay. Okay. I am like hot off of a recent we're rock so paper old, scissors victory. We're just gonna be the fucking old couple in the corner playing rock paper scissors. I invented. <laughs> and somebody's gonna be like, "What the fuck game is that?" It's gonna be so funny. I know it. I did invent a drinking game called Rock Puker Scissors, where you That's just gross. play rock paper scissors, and if you lose, you drink. Um, you know, yeah. teenagers, yeah. not very creative. All righty. So, so I that know. means you go first. Yes. Uh, you trust me while buzzing your hair, which is a big deal, I think, because the fact that like I don't nick you or anything is kind of in in my experience, which is none, um, surprising. And I'm it's, very tempted hmm. to always leave a little, just fucking like a little, just like half a fingernail patch just mm-hmm. somewhere just a little secret just a little just like secret your little patch. secret fuck you a little secret little patch so i yeah. can just pet every now and again ah, uh-huh. <laughs> but i won't tell you where it is so you trust me with that so that's nice okay i mean next time do we try to like shave a checkerboard into my head honestly it'd be really cool to if you had a checkerboard i mean we could do it for a day that'd be cool hmm. that'd take a lot of work though I mean, you're you're a barber in training, after all. Yeah, that'd be somebody. You're gonna go outside, and some kid's gonna be like, "Yo, dude, that's the new shit." That's the shit. I'll be like, "Listen, dog." That's the shit. Yeah. And then you know what? And then some kid's gonna elevate it, and in the little patches with the hair, they're gonna have the little ba- little crisscross oh braids coming out. That's already that's a, that's <laughs> out there. That someone in Florida has that. I know Florida, Florida specifically. Indeed. Okay, go ahead, scissors. Okay, my Edward Scissorhands, my slap. Smooch, not slap. Yikes, my smooch for you. And like this is like this is kind of dumb and obvious, but it it really only again kind of came into the forefront of my mind. Okay. And it's good luck that this is true. Okay. Well, fortunate. Okay. <laughs> um, you are the single person who brings me the most joy in my whole entire life. And so it's a good thing I proposed to you. Okay. Um, and I should have figured that out. I mean, I did figure that out before I proposed to you. Okay. But then thinking about 
I mean, yeah, that's my smooch. But then I was like, you have to elaborate on that smooch because he said that smooch probably twice already. Fuck that. No. Yeah. yeah. Darn. Yeah, no, 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 yes. no, no, no. Not on the podcast. We're on episode not officially. Fucking six. Hey, of course you've already said it. Here's a question: Which one of us actually listens to every episode of our podcast when it comes out? It's you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm the expert. Okay. That's like the I, that, that's the one thing I'm an expert on in this stupid ass world is this podcast. Okay. This is all I have. Okay. That and you. Okay. Um. Anywho's. I was thinking. Yeah. No. I mean. I guess I was thinking. You know, of I maybe it comes from whenever you were we were talking about like hobbies mm-hmm. and like interests. And I don't know, the other day I was like, like what what am I interested in if someone's like gonna ask me that? Yeah. And I guess I mean, and like what's the stuff that I do? What are my hobbies? Like, what do I care about in my spare time? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, like, oh, you know what? Like I, I do shit. I like reading. Um, I like cooking, I like exercise, and I like podcasting. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know, I guess the other thing is like, okay, so what brings me joy? And it's like, if there was one thing, I mean, the thing that like, I love the most mm-hmm. is making you laugh, which I do every day of our <laughs> life frequently. Yeah. And that's very fortunate for me because that's a pretty, you know, cheap thrill. Mm-hmm. And I can do that on command almost. Almost. I mean, I'm the funniest person in your world. All right. Who you who you who you speak to regularly? Yes. Right. Yes. So. Well, yeah, I guess yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Uncle Brent is hilarious. I know, but he's 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 a solar eclipse once in a once it, in a while. Ah uh, ha ha ha! I mean, that's really weird to say about a black person, but anyway. Um. So yes, I mean, the greatest joy in my life is making you laugh and smile. And so, I mean, so my bringing you joy brings me joy. Okay. Right. Yes. And so, yes. I I am I am chained to the greatest source of joy in my life. Okay. I mean, chaining is maybe the wrong choice of words. Oh boy. And I love you. I love you too. Thank you. So You're much. welcome. Okay. What sparked that thought? I thought I'd just like spend a minute talking about that. No, no, no. I mean, like I know you were thinking about it the other day, but did you think about it today or did you already have that kind of like on the No, I, I had a different smooch, but then you you reminded me. Oh, what's your different smooch? I want an I want an extra dip. I, I don't want to give you a twofer. I want a twofer. Okay. Um, well It's raining. I need extra. Well, so my so my original smooch. And this just shows like how we're really just grasping at straws at this point. <laughs> it's so hard. It's so difficult. I did not have any smooch uh, for you until like 15 minutes ago. Um, <laughs> this is difficult, but damn it, I'm going to have a smooch every week and I don't want to repeat. And I maintain that I did not repeat. If anything, this is the repeat. Okay. I was going to say, you're a good barber. You're my favorite barber. Okay. Uh, but I mean, and obviously that's kind of, that is like the the compliment to your smooch. Yes. Um, you're my favorite barber. I mean, does it have to do with like having tits on my head while someone buzzes my scalp? Sure. Is that also an example of how much I overshare too much? Yes. Um, but yeah, it is nice. I mean, you know, I don't know. Again, like, you know, what's so weird is like, yeah, this is like this is like a weird cringy thing for me to say, but almost like only to me. Most people be like, "Oh no, that's like normal." But like part of me is like, "I just need a photo of you like cutting my hair." You know, wow. I want a photo. You want to be that white guy with the photo of the black girl in Brooklyn cutting your hair? Well, we're not in Brooklyn. I know. Um, and you're not a girl. Wow. Not yet a woman. <laughs> okay. Hashtag Britney <laughs> is free now. 
Brittany wants Brittany to go back. Funny. If you ever say like that again, <laughs> Brittany will go back. You're Don't jealous. You do that. You are jealous oh, because I can. I can sing like Brittany. I don't ever. Yo, guys, don't you ever do karaoke. I don't know if I want to see it. Now we're going to have to go. You know what? Now we're going to have to go. I might take singing lessons. Okay. I might take singing lessons and then you'll be jealous. Oh my I God. Know... And then, you, then you'll be like the mass singer and just be fucking walking around. Just fucking. <laughs> I mean, I think, I mean, by default, you know, a lot of people are mass singers. Uh, Sing an armadillo. <laughs> okay. Actually, an armadillo would probably be like the proper animal for me. Someone, really? Yeah, I mean, kind of like, kind of like hard on the outside, armored. Okay. Um, where was I going with this? No idea. Uh, we're like trailing off. That's it's, okay. It's Let's trail on off, guys. We'll be back in a week to talk more bullshit about each other and about the world. Um. Thanks for listening. If you're out there, y'all. Um, yeah. Take care of yourselves. Yeah. Take care of each other if you want to. If you want to. Don't be fucking playing yourself if you want to. Okay, now you're being an armadillo. But anyway, stay cheeky. Stay freaky. Bye-bye now. Yo, Fuck. Guys.